It can be Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord your provider, the Lord your keeper, the Lord your maker, the Lord your redeemer, the Lord your pleasant help in time of need, the Lord your comforter in loneliness. Jehovah is his name. Hallelujah. Why not just give God a worship offering this morning? Bless him. He alone is worthy of our praise. Give him glory. Take evaluation of your life and see how he has helped you. That's why the, the, the songwriter said, count your blessings and name them one by one. Then it will surprise you what God has done for you. Because if you do not count it, you will not understand. You will not see what he is doing and what he has continued to do for you. But when you take stock of your life, then you will know that God has been helping you. He's a mighty warrior. Hallelujah. He's a mighty warrior. Father, we thank you for always defending us. Thank you for always standing by us. You said in your word, you will not leave us nor forsake us. Thy word is true, O Lord, and forever they are settled in heaven. This morning we look to you, O God. We look to you, O God, for help. We look to you, O God, for sustenance. We look for you, O God. We look to you, O God, for deliverance. We look to you, O God, for redemption. If not the Lord on our side, Lord, will be history. Would have been history today. But thank you, O God, because you are the one that makes all things to work together for our good. We bless you, Jehovah. We give you praise and glory. We thank you for the presence of your Spirit. You said, oh God, that wherever we are gathered, two or three, that you will be there in your midst. Lord, we are confident that you are here in our midst. Do that which only you can do, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Hallelujah. God, the mighty warrior. That's my message this morning. Hallelujah. God, the mighty warrior. If you have not been involved in any battle, you will not know the importance of somebody helping you. If you have not been down, you will not know what it means to see a hand lifting you up. If you have not been sick, you will not appreciate the ministry of a doctor. If not been lonely, you will not know that even if you have a quarrelsome partner, he's better than being lonely. Praise the Lord. Because sometimes when you are lonely, you remember, you will now begin to remember that those quarrels were just part of the life and the excitement of the union. Now, I'm not just talking about husband and wife, I'm talking about siblings, I'm talking about brothers. Amongst your siblings, there are this one that is always looking for trouble. The day you look for him and don't find him, you will know that he's important. Praise the Lord. So if you've not been involved in a battle, you will not know what it means to have a helper. And God says, I'm your helper. Praise the Lord. 
I don't know the battle you're going through today. Because every one of us are going through battles. Everybody. It doesn't matter how beautiful your face is. It doesn't matter how the designer clothes you're putting on. Everyone has a battle they are facing. And sometimes when you retire to your bedroom, you think your own is the worst. Until you hear the story about your neighbors. You drank Gary to sleep and you're complaining. Somebody have not even seen Gary for three days to drink. You ate your eba without meat inside. But you had eba to eat. Somebody say, I just have only 1,000 naira in my pocket. But somebody have not seen 100 naira for the past one week. And every one of us are going through a battle. Sometimes you have to fight it for yourself. But you need courage when you're fighting. Sometimes you don't even need to fight. God sends a help. I remember I was talking to somebody yesterday and the person said, but why me? Why did I have to go through all these things? Then I reminded him that Jesus went through all these things and God didn't do anything about it. Because they were experienced. You cannot buy experience. Are we talking this morning? You cannot buy experience. That whatever, the Bible says, all things work together for our good. All things. All things. Not some things. All things work together for our good. The Bible also says, it said, there is no trial and temptation that will come to you that God is not aware that you are able to overcome. God will not allow anything overwhelming to come near you. If he does that, he'll be breaking his word. If you're a covenant child. Praise the Lord. When God, uh, when God wanted to, you know, anoint Joshua to take over the place of Moses. Remember this instruction he gave him. He said, Moses, I mean, Joshua, be courageous. Somebody say, be courageous. Be courageous. Why was he telling Joshua to be courageous when he is going to fight for God, Joshua? Hello? is wonderful. He was not, you know, he was going to fight for him because by the time we go through the scriptures, you will see that everywhere Joshua fought, God fought for him. But he, need, he said, Joshua, be courageous. You know why? Because Joshua needed the faith that will unlock God's presence. In his battle. He will not get involved. Until he is sure. That you will trust him. And he knew that Joshua. If he, would, if he, if he, if he is not courageous. He will not have enough faith. To go for the battle. Praise the Lord. So everywhere he went. Everywhere. You read in the scripture. You say. And God disconfited the enemy. And yet it was Joshua fighting. Hello. You're fighting a battle. If God has not given you the power and the energy and the boldness and the courage to fight, you won't fight it. You'll be overwhelmed. 
Haven't you heard of people committing suicide? What do you think happened to them? Some of them, what is going, what you're going through today, they have not gone half of it and they've committed suicide. You know why? Because suicide is not what you pass through. Suicide is a spirit. Hello. It is a spirit. It's not what you're going through. There are people going through worse things and they, are, they will not even, when they, the thought of death come, they will run. They hear the horn of a car, they will fly because they don't want to die even though they are going through a hell. But there are people who have not gone through anything and they want to die. They want to jump into the lagoon. They want to run into a, a running car. They want to go to the, a, 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 a moving train and park their car and get crushed. So suicide is not what you're going through. It's not as a result of what you're going through. It is as a spirit of suicide that have overwhelmed you. It is not your portion. In Jesus' name. Last week we saw the names of God. Hallelujah. And one of the names of God was Jehovah Sabbath. The mighty warrior. The Lord of hosts. And I'll be taking us through some scriptures that will help us understand what we're saying. God controls the, both the invisible and the visible world. Only you, you can only see the visible world. You only know what you see and what you know. But God controls both the invisible and the visible world. And our battle is not just with the visible. Our battle is both with the visible and the invisible world. That's why the Bible says we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. Flesh and blood is the physical life, the physical world. But he said we are wrestling against what? Principalities and power. And what? Spirit rulers of this dark world and spiritual wickednesses in high places. Where are the high places? There are high places, so both physically and spiritually, there are high places. There are people who give instruction and say, make sure we win this election by all means, even if people need to die. And they will come out and smile and, 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 and rejoice as victors when they know what they did. There are people who go out in the night, in the middle of the night, midnight, naked, and walk the street naked without, touch, without being ashamed. Because there is a battle they are fighting. And here you are as a Christian. Even to pray. You don't pray. And there are men. Professors. Doctors. Engineers. Politicians. That are willing to walk the whole street of Lagos naked. Because of power. Because of the battle they are fighting. And you want life to treat you the way you treat them. You must be willing to pay a price. You must be courageous. You must be bold. Your faith must be strong if you want to get anything in this life. But if you will cry every time, God, why me? God, why me? I will remind you that Jesus went through it and greater things. And the Bible said, and Jesus cried unto the Lord. And what did God do? The Bible said, and God turned his back on him. Oh God. If he could turn his back on his only son. Because he had to fulfill a ministry. 
Beloved, you will go through your own. So you better be strong. Tell somebody, you better be strong. In the book of Joshua, chapter 10, from verse 1. Are you with me? Joshua, chapter 10, from verse 1. Joshua has just gone through a serious battle. He has conquered Jericho. After God instructed him that, boy, you better be strong because we are going to fight wars. He con they conquered Jericho without Joshua really fighting. But if he didn't, if he wasn't strong, he would not be able to confront the enemies. That was why he needed faith. God said, march through this war. How many times? Seven, seven, a day for seven days and seven, seven times for the seventh day. March through it. Now, it will take a man who is strong and courageous to do that and follow that instruction. And after, and they say, scream, shout. And they screamed, and the war came down. So, with that type of victory pride, you know, whenever you achieve, there is this natural satisfaction that is in your heart. I passed. I succeeded. I got it. I bought the car. I bought the house. So there is this satisfaction that you naturally have as a man, as a human being. So Joshua was just coming from the conquest of Jericho. I'm sure probably he, if, you know, something tells him, oh, you're a great, you're a warrior, forgotten that it was God that fought the battle. Unfortunately for him, when he was going to fight I, a smaller city compared to Jericho, he thought it would be so easy for him to get. Not knowing that somebody had gone contrary to the instruction that God gave him as a leader. You see, as a leader, you must be sure that not only you is obeying the instruction, but everybody that is following you is obeying the instruction, or else you have a problem. That's why you have to appreciate the senior pastor of every church. Because your, your own ways affects him. Affects the work. So they decided to go to I. God, Joshua gave instructions. Probably he didn't pray. That's why you come, you come to appreciate David. Hello? You come to do what? Appreciate David. Because every battle that David went to, he prayed. He asked God, how do I go? It? How do I pray? Even the one that is obvious that you win. But Joshua assumed, if I can conquer Jericho, I will be able to do what? Conquer I. So he, they were willing to go for the war. Not knowing that somebody has taken what God said, don't take. God said, this battle is, this, this place is my own. Everything you get there is, is mine. Don't take anything. Just like it keeps telling us that the tithe, your tithe is his own. You make a vow, it is important you pay it. So, one of the members and the workers in the church decided not to pay tithes. The devil entered through him. The devourer entered. You've heard of Achan, isn't it? Yes, sir. You know, English people, say, who is this Achan in our midst? In other words, who opened the door for the enemy to assess us? 
So there was an echo in the midst of the people of Israel. God's presence. Remember, he's Jehovah, the God of what? Hosts. He was the one that was hosting them. He inhabited them. They were only fighting, but he was using them to fight. They only provided themselves as a vessel, as an instrument of war. God was doing the fight himself. He was the mighty warrior. So, the Lord of hosts left them. Let's see what they can achieve by themselves. And little I. It's like saying America going to fight Benin Republic. And got defeated. Even in your dream, if you see it, you will start laughing. This is not a dream. Isn't it? But that was what happened. So they decided to go to war. But the presence of God was not there anymore. And so what happened? They got defeated the first time. Joshua got angry. What happened? He now, he now went to God to pray. And God said, there is a problem. There is an echan. Somebody has taken that which I said was holy unto me. When you eat your tithe, it is holy unto God. There is an effect. There are consequences. What did I say? When you do what? You eat your tithe. There are consequences. Because it is holy unto God. So they began to find out who did this, who did that. And finally they found out it was Achan. Do you know what they did to him? The Bible said they buried him and everyone that is connected to his lineage. That's terrible, isn't it? Because of one man's greed. All of them were buried. God said, now you are ready. And they went and I was nothing. God gave them the strategy to do what? To fight against I, they defeated him. So what happened? That's where we're going now. What happened? The king of the Amalekites heard of what God did to Jericho and I mean, and I through Joshua, the people of Israel. He became afraid. Unfortunately for him, it's like, you know, God raised a, a, a country now, and America heard about, the, about what the, the country is doing, and they went to make peace with the country. I said, look, we've known that God is, that's Gibeon. Gibeon came to it. I said, we see that God is with you. Please, we want to become an ally to you. We don't want war. And they made peace with Israel. So what happened? The king of Ai got that five nations. I said, look, Gibeon has made peace with Israel. So let's go and deal with them. There are people who don't like you being in peace with people. There are people who hate it when you're in peace with your destiny helpers. Are you with me? And if you're not wise, you think they love you. But they know that as long as you're in peace with them, you enjoy them. You enjoy what God is using them to do in your life. So they create issue with them. So the kings of Ai, um, the Amalekites, God go, went and gathered themselves, five kings together, to fight against Gibeon. And Gibeon sent a message to Joshua. He said, come and help me because I be, I'm your friend. That's why some people are attacking me. And you know the, the natural word, the saying of the word. Your enemy, I mean my enemy, I be, my, the enemy of my enemy is my enemy. Or is my friend. 
The enemy of my enemy is my friend. And a friend of my friend is my friend. So, Joshua decided to gather together. I'm just telling you the story. We'll read it. Can we go ahead? Now it came to pass when Adonazad, Zedek, king of Jerusalem, had, had heard how Joshua had taken Ai and had utterly destroyed it, and as he had done to Jericho and, he, and her kings, so he had done to Ai and her kings, and how the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were among them. Verse 2. That they feared greatly because Gibeon was a great city. In other words, look at it. A great city decided to make peace. They don't want war. They identify. Look, one of the best things or the wisest thing a man can do is to identify those who are stronger than him. Don't go to a war you can't win. Did you hear me? No matter what type of war it is, don't go to a war you can't win. Make peace. Suffer the humiliation in victory. Than to suffer it in defeat. Ah, my brother, look, let's not fight. I know I'm not get power to fight. I'm sorry. Than to say, eh, eh, he's the one that he should come and apologize to me. Many of us are going through serious problems because of arrogance. If you do that, God cannot fight for you. Hallelujah. God cannot fight for you when you are arrogant. God cannot fight for you if you are not sincere. And so what happened? Verse 3. Wherefore, Adonizedek, king of Jerusalem, sent unto Hohan, king of Hebron, and unto Param, king of Jamut, and unto Japhia, king of Rachish, and unto the bear, king of Eglon, saying, verse 4, Come up unto me and help me, that they may smite Gibeon, for it had made peace with Joshua and with the children of Israel. How does it concern him? Hello? How does Gibeon's peace with Israel concerning him. They didn't come to him. You see, when God wants to promote you, you gather your enemies together. I, got, I hope somebody got that. When God wants to do what? Promote you. He gathers your enemies together. So if you are the type that is not courageous, that was why he told Joshua, you have to be courageous. Because if, you, if I want to promote you, as I'm taking you to where I'm taking you, there are going to be enemies that will gather against you. So you have to be courageous. And they gather together because a man made peace with another man. What is your own? And they went to fight. You will see what happens. Praise the Lord. Can we jump to verse 8, please? And the Lord said unto Joshua, hear it again, fear them not. Very important. If God will fight for you, you must do what? Fear them not. Because when you fear them, you are telling God you are not able to help me. 
They say, you don't have the capacity to help me. God said, fear them not. For I have delivered them. Not I'm going to deliver them into your hand. Hello? God said, what? I have delivered them into thy hand. There shall not a man of them stand before thee. Not one. God is not a man who fights a war and some escapes. Hello? God cannot fight a battle and a man escapes. He said no one will survive this battle. They may be perpetrating pain on you. But I want you to know that if you hold on to God, none of them will stand on the day of your celebration. They will fall one by one. Hallelujah. The Bible says God is the defender of the righteous. He is the mighty one. Whatever you're going through today, just hang on and hold on to God. It is a matter of time. He said to Jesus, he said, sit down at my right hand and I will do what? And bring enemy and make them your footstool. That's God. If you can be patient, you will see him fighting for you. Nobody will be able to stand before the verse 9. Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly and went up from Gilgal all night. Go on. And the Lord discomfited them before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon and chased them along the way that goeth up to Bethlehem and smote them to Azekah and unto Makada. God was chasing them. Joshua was not seeing who was chasing them. They were running. It's like some people are running. You, don't, you are not seeing. You look back. You are not seeing anybody chasing them. And they are running as if their life depended on it. Hello? Hi. You are fighting with somebody and suddenly some of them, they start running. You are, you, are, you are looking as if, even you yourself, you'll be wondering, am I safe? God was chasing them. They didn't, Joshua did not see and God was chasing them. And he chased them and chased them until they could, Joshua couldn't see. You know why? Because just God didn't want to see Joshua to see their grave. Because you will see what happened. God didn't chase them for them to run away. Remember, he said nobody will be able to stand. None of them will be able to stand. So why was God chasing them? Why didn't he allow Joshua to kill all of them? Because Joshua has gotten tired. God has seen Joshua's limitations. God sees your limitations. Anytime you're in battle, God knows when you're tired. He knows when you can't bear it. That was why the Bible said, and he sent an, a, an angel to do what? To encourage Jesus, strengthen him. Because he knew that if he, if he didn't do that, Jesus would not be able to carry the cross. So anytime you are in trouble and you feel that that is your last, God will always send help for you. If you have faith. Hallelujah. So God began to chase them and they began to run. They, nobody was seeing who was chasing them, but they were seeing it. Have you seen somebody shouting, hey, hey, fire, fire. And meanwhile, nobody, you are not seeing any fire. There is nothing everywhere. It's peaceful. There is a spirit involved. And God began to chase them. And they began to run. And let's see what happened as they were chased. Verse 11. He said, and it came to pass as they fled from before Israel and were in the going down of Bethron, that the Lord cast down great stones. You know, God is funny. He can use anything to fight. Can you imagine? 
He gathered all the stone in heaven and angel. He said, Oh, yeah. Ta! The person will fall. Oh, yeah. See that one. Ta! The person will fall. And they were running. I, I, can you imagine you're running with some people and they are falling? You don't know what's happening to them. God tortured them. That's the way God will torture your enemies. Amen. Somebody will fall by the side. You look, who told you? You look at who you, and you will talk. You, bam, before you know it, another one. That was how. And the Bible says the people that God killed by stone from heaven was much more than the people that Joshua killed fighting. What God can do for you can never be compared to all your energies and efforts when God is involved for you. He's done so much for me, I cannot tell it all. If I had 10,000 tongues, it still wouldn't be enough. When you heal, you heal completely. He doesn't heal halfway. He doesn't save halfway. He doesn't deliver halfway. Whatever God gets involved, it will be completed. God does not abandon any project. Hello. And cast down great stones from heaven upon them unto Azekah, and they died. They were more which died with hailstones than they, and than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. That's the God we talk about. The mighty warrior. The one that said, don't worry, I will take care of them and he will take care of them. He doesn't make a promise and say, well, you know, the circumstances behind the, the economy has changed. COVID-20, um, you know, world melt, Russia fighting, Ukraine. So, I mean, you understand now. That's not God. Nara, 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 Second Samuel. Second Samuel. Verse eighteen. Let's go from what happened in verse 6. Are you there? From verse 6. So the people went out into the field against Israel and the battle was in the wood of Ephraim. That was another battle. This one was involving David and Absalom, his son. His son thought that you know, to be a man, you have to face your father. Hallelujah. So he decided to overthrow his own father and take over. And he, because he looked back and he saw that almost all the 
executive of his father were with him. So he felt that, yes, he didn't know that what makes a king is not the executives. It's not the counselors. It is the anointing that makes a king. So he decided to try it because he had every, the backing of everyone around him. I don't know how many who have gathered against you today. I don't know those who you have helped, sustained, who you have betted with your prayers, with your money, with your cancer, and today they are the one spreading rumors against you. I want you to know that it, 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 it is not about what they are saying or what they are doing. It's not about how many people they have. It is about who you know, the God you serve. Hallelujah. And Absalom gathered, including Ahitophel. Hello, how many of you know Ahitophel? Ahitophel was that, that counselor that none of his counsel ever failed since he was a youth. He never lost a counsel. He never gives a counsel and it didn't come the way he said it. As a matter of fact, he was God to David. That was among those in the camp of David's enemy. And David was so afraid. They said, ah, Ahitophel has joined Absalom. That is the end. And a little, a little boy said, oh, king, I know Ahitophel is a great counselor, but let me join myself to them. Perhaps Ahitophel will give a counsel and they will give me opportunity to give. Perhaps God will help me. And you know what happened? David said, go. And he got there. And they were given cancer. And Ahitophel gave a cancer. You see, the reason why they accepted your cancer is not because it was the best. Hello? It was not because it was the best. It is because God has given you grace at that moment. The same cancer that Ahitophel had been given, a perfect cancer. And he got, he got there, he gave counsel. I said, look, let's chase David now. By this time, he'll be weak. And he was right. Because already David was weak. And if they have chased David, they would have caught him. But the little boy said, look, you know that David is a warrior from the beginning. He has been a warrior for so many years. Do you think he'll be in the midst of the people? By now, he's hiding somewhere. So when you attack, you just expose the people. And they say, you are very correct. You know why? It is not the cancer. It is those. It is the God that directs the cancer. No matter how wise you are, when God is involved, you become foolish. Is somebody here? So what happened? Let's go. When the people of Israel were slain, okay, no, go back. Verse eight. Okay, the people went against, against Israel and the battle was in the wood of Ephraim, verse 7, where the people of Israel were slain before the servant of David and there was great, there were what? And there was there a great slaughter that, that day of 20,000 men. Who killed 20,000 men? You will see it. God was fighting in an unusual way. Praise the Lord. Remember they were in a wood. Trees were there. 
when they come and stand by the by a tree waiting for one of the soldiers of david to come to strike him the wood will just remove hand and grab them and swallow them up <laughs> that is a, you call it um the fair tales sabi okay you will see okay verse 8 you will see what I'm saying. He said, For the battle was there scattered over the face of all the countries, and the wood devoured more people that day than the sword devoured. Did you see it? The wood devoured more people. How did wood eat people? When God is involved, wood will have mouth and they will swallow people. Is somebody hearing me? When your matter is in God's hand, He will use anything to fight. Anything. Your enemy will be drinking water, it will choke him. He'll be sweeping, the dust will, will choke him. Because God is involved in your battle. Wood, we are swallowing people. You will just stretch and pump and swallow them. And over 20,000 soldiers were swallowed by the wood. What matter of man is Jesus? Hallelujah. What man of man is Jesus? Hallelujah. He is beyond. He said the Bible says his wisdom is beyond comprehension. You can't search it. If you say, let's go, you better follow him. It doesn't matter who is ahead. He's a mighty warrior. He can throw stone from heaven and kill. He can become a wood and swallow people. He can become a, a little stone in a catapult and bring down Goliath. All you need to do is to trust him. He said, Joshua, don't worry about this battle. Just be courageous. Just be what? Be courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Because for you to be able to stand what I'm going to do, even you will be, you'll be afraid. And I cannot fight with you being afraid around me. God doesn't like negativity around him. When he moves, he wants to know that everybody around him has faith to go. If he says, let's go. Second Chronicles 2020, we're going to end up there. If we continue, you will see where God we are fighting for men. Strange ways. Are you there? Second Chronicles 2020. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood up and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord. Somebody say, Believe in the Lord. Believe, the Lord. Believe in the Lord your God. So shall you be established. Believe his prophet. Somebody say, Believe his prophet. So shall you prosper. Believe. Somebody say, Believe. That is the key element in working with God. You have to believe. Verse 21. And when they had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord and, the, and, and that, should, that should praise the beauty of his holiness. As they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Can you imagine you are going to war against armed people? So just... 
how much car, how much cables, machine guns, AK-47 and AK, different things. And you gather children and women to go ahead and be singing to war. It's only God that can give that instruction. And it is only those who believe in God, who have faith in God, that will obey it. Did you hear me? I'm, okay, let's be sincere. Will you obey it if you're a commander? Because to you, that is the easiest way to destroy the whole nation. But he obeyed it. That's why for you to walk with God, you must be foolish. You must be what? Foolish. God does not walk with white people. It's foolish people that if you say do this, they will do it without thinking. Next verse. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushment against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. How did he set ambushment against them? How did he do it? They were all what? Smitten. Look at, go ahead, verse 23. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy one another. Confusion. The best thing that can happen to your enemy is for them to be confused about the matter. Somebody can say, but this fight we won't go fight. Does it make sense? And I was saying, what do you mean? Does it make sense? Ah, if it doesn't make sense, why are we going to fight? He said, but no, they didn't do anything. I said, how can you say that? Before you know, bam, fight started. Hey, you're fighting. These people gathered and they finished everybody. Now they now say, okay, since they have the enemy is gone, and the confusion has not gone. This, you know, it's a spiritual. You will not know what you are doing. May your enemy not know what they are doing. And they began to fight one another. This one will kill this one. This one will kill this one. This one will kill this one. And until they killed everybody. Remember what God told them when they were going to war? He said, you will not have to fight. By the time they got there, everybody was dead. And they began to gather the spoil. Beloved, it is the season where you will gather the spoil. Your only duty will be to gather spoils. Did you hear me? Your only duty is to do what? gather spoils because God is going to go ahead of you as long as you are you will trust him the Bible said the Lord is a strong tower the righteous runs to him and is safe he is a mighty warrior you can trust him he can fight by any means anyhow don't use your head to calculate how would God do it you know it's always it's always funny it is Saturday and you need something on Sunday morning. And you're wondering how will God do it? How will he, I mean, even if God wants to help me, how can he, this is 12, 12 midnight on Saturday night. And I need this thing by 8 o'clock. How will God do it? I remember there was one, you know, one occasion we had to do. And I think it was the men. I needed white white cloth i didn't have i just told myself there's one it was white you know there are it was white how many of you know it was white i have one it was white so i've made up my mind that was what i'm going to wear because there are so many responsibilities and around 11 30 
a brother knocked at my door. I say, ah. And he brought another sister. They came all the way from Aja by 11.30 p.m. to Lagos Island to give me white soon. I said, what? I said, why are you here by this time? He said, the Lord said I must get it to you today. You know the person, how many of you know Sister Mimi? She was the one. And the brother came here, there was a pastor that came that, you know, left, uh, Pastor Charles. How many of you know, uh, you know Pastor Charles now? There was one of, the time we did our thing, he was the one that led, you know. That was the brother. All the way from Aja. In the night. The Lord said, I must get it to you this night. For a service that was 8 a.m. on Sunday. Do you know the problem we have? We are the problem. And it was perfect size. And I wore it. Plus a heavy alert. You understand? A heavy alert. So you can imagine I was not only wearing a new clothes, white clothes, there was confidence. You know, money gives confidence. Oh, yes. Money used to give confidence. So. So when God promises a thing, all he wants you to do is to be patient and wait on him. And there's nothing like, where it is by this time, it's still, if, if you decide that it is on your way going to church, he will bring it, he will give it to you. He can decide that immediately you get to church, someone will say, okay, this is it. And you go to the bathroom and change. So don't, don't use your head to calculate God. And that was why he, because he wanted to achieve a thing through Joshua. He said, Joshua, he said, be thou strong and of a great courage. Because if you were not courageous, you will not be able to contain what I want to do through you. Beloved, we have assignments that God wants to do through us. But we cannot achieve anything until we have surrendered everything to God. And Jesus told um, um, Peter, he said, Peter said, Jesus, if you are the one, let me come. And Jesus said, come on top of water. Peter must be mad. I mean, it's not normal. Uh, what are you? Is on top of a lagoon. And you're seeing somebody, a shadow walking. I say, Jesus. I say, if you are the one, let me come. But he had faith. And what happened? The Bible said, and Jesus said, come. And he began to walk on water. Even if it was three steps that he took, he walked on water. And no other person did. There is no limit to what God can do through you and for you and with you. Because he's a mighty warrior. Jehovah is your name. Shall we rise up? Jehovah is your name. We hope you've been blessed by this message. To experience more, Visit us on Wednesdays by 6.30 p.m. and Sundays 8.30 a.m. at Victory Inheritance Ministries, Plot 25, Block A, Kusela Road, Ikate, Elegushi Waterfront, Fort Roundabout, along Konoyo Gas Station, Lekki, Lagos, Nigeria. Or follow us on Facebook at Victory Inheritance Ministries. Or you can email us at vimministries at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.